This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Here she is for the first time today on a Monday at UNEEQ underscore. Here is Laura Romo with What We Need to Know, or shall we go over to Funchy for What We Need to Know? Laura, Funch, what are we doing? I uh, All right, I got it. Uh, in the saddest news... I've become so accustomed to Laura doing <laughs> what you need to me know. Me too, now, me too, me too. Now here comes Funchy. In the saddest news I've ever had to report on the air, uh, Klondike will discontinue the Choco Taco ice cream treat. Uh, the Choco Taco was first introduced in 1984. According to a rep from Klondike, the Choco Taco was entirely discontinued in the month of July due to an unprecedented spike in demand for different Klondike products over the past two years. So... Basically, more people want the Klondike bar or whatever more than the Choco Taco. So, Damn. Th- yeah, this has left everyone on social media in outrage, mad. You know, I'm I'm furious about this because Choco Taco is like one of my top three ice creams all right, of all hold time. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This is this, yeah. I'm gonna cut you off now, Funch. Let, sorry, Cap. I'm taking over here. Go ahead, man. All right. Don't be like everybody else on social media. Like, oh, I'm furious. Oh, how dare they do that? When's the last time you had a Choco Taco? Man, it it was in this year, this calendar year, I'll say that. When? Man, probably like three or four months ago. See, if you would support them, they wouldn't be getting rid of it. No. Uh-huh. Oh, man, I can't if be eating Choco Tacos all the time, Yeah, man. you can. Yeah, you can. Look at me, man. See? That's what it is. That's what happened. <laughs> he got to keep this girl's figure going. The moment people start saying, oh, how, how dare they? Then you're like, well, when did you last have one? Uh, it's been years. Like, no. It's just because of reminiscent of what happened as a child, that. Let it go, man. Move on. I don't remember. I love Choco Tacos, by the way, but I don't remember the last time the Paleta Man had one, so I don't. Ha- I haven't bought one, so I don't remember when seeing them at Albertsons. I I don't man, see them on the you, show. You got to go to liquor store ice cream. You go liquor store ice cream section, man. Wait, you're saying they're not you only there. buy them as individuals in like a freezer at the front of a liquor store? Yeah, I, I'm not buying a box of them. Yeah, yeah, I see I them at the liquor store. At the liquor store. Yeah, but if I'm going to the liquor store, I'm getting liquor. And ice cream. <laughs> What's, wrong? What's wrong with you, I'm man? Getting, I'm getting Takis and, like, a bottle. Like, yeah. That's what I'm getting. I'm yeah. not getting ice cream there. And if you're getting ice cream, I would rather do, like, the strawberry one. or the. Uh, see, now you want to get all complicated. That's why you put Choco Taco see, out of this business. Girl, Laura no, no, put them out of business. might be right. The man. strawberry shortcake, the one with the... No! The, the, no which one? We're, talk, we're talk, no. Stay focused here. Choco, do you even know what a Choco Taco is, Cap? I do, but I don't have a Choco Taco. Choco Taco. Have you ever Choco. had one? I don't think so. Exactly. Oh, man. Because it's a hood. You're missing cream, out, man. Scott. No, well, you Scott know has had Klondike bars. Well, what would well, you do for a Klondike bar? Let me tell you something. I'm not a fan of a Klondike bar at all, just so you know. Are you an ice cream guy? I am. But the reason I don't like a, a Klondike bar, no offense, Klondike, is because when you would open up the, the tin foil that it was in, it's just this square block of chocolate with ice cream in it. So when you go to bite into it and then it all starts falling apart, Three, four bites into this thing, it's all over you. It's falling like, apart, There's right? no way to hold on to it. That's why you need, like, a stick. You know, if a, if a Klondike bar was on a stick, that'd be a whole different deal. And you know what else? I'm going to blame Klondike for this, for the Choco Taco. Because the last time I had one, maybe like, last year, maybe, um, the wrapping was stuck to the taco. Like, you know, it just wasn't right. So, you know, not exactly a go-to. I like it. Respect. Uh, just like when the Dodger Stadium, they got rid of the Kulaku. Right, you're like, oh, they don't have that or whatever it is that they have. It evolves and moves on. But if you're really crying over uh, ice cream, come on, man. Well, hold on, I have a question to ask everybody. What are the ingredients? And I don't mean like down to the real ingredients. I mean just like describe what is in the choco taco. All right, choco taco is a waffle, like mm-hmm. a waffle cone mm-hmm. folded like a taco. Yep. Right. That's why they have the taco. And then they put mm-hmm. it's it's vanilla, mm-hmm. and then it'll have uh, chocolate on top with peanuts. Okay, all right. So the white guy version of what you're talking about, since I never had a Choco Taco. The white guy version. The white guy version is called, you ready for this? The drumstick. <laughs> Have you ever had a drumstick? 
I have, but I only ate the cone because it has peanuts on top. And I was okay. So right. So so Laura can't eat the peanuts. But I'm not joking around here. Like if you but the thing is the, the drumstick. Drum okay, yeah. it's the same concept. I just texted you the picture too. The drumstick when it gets to the bottom, you're yeah. running out of ice cream. The choco taco, True. the ice cream is all the way around. True, but if you remember when you get to the bottom of the drumstick, the bottom cone, the bottom like maybe half inch of the cone has a big old thing of milk chocolate in it. Yeah, it's all air, bro. I want the ice cream. Well, don't rip me off. That's why I don't eat the drumsticks. It's ripping me off. I want ice cream all the way. All I'm saying is, and I'm a big dessert guy. I'll, I I will eat dessert before dinner. Like, that's how I am, man. That's my kind of style. All I'm saying is, is that the Choco Taco and the drumstick is the exact same thing. Same concept. In a different form. Same concept. Different ice cream, though. But just see, a- I just sent you the picture of the strawberry paleta I was talking about. But we're not talking about paletas. We're talking about the Choco guys, Taco. Stay focused. Well, nobody cares what you'd rather that. eat. Let's stay focused on the Choco Taco. The story is Choco Taco. Need nobody to know cares. is that they got rid of Choco Taco. Paletas are still cares. existing. Yeah, and paleta, the paleta I bought yesterday was three bucks, too, man. That was expensive. expensive now. Exactly. It needs to be a dollar. Yeah, I know. I asked my mom for a dollar, and the guy's like, it's three. I'm like, oh, am I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. When you said the the strawberry thing, I thought you were talking about the strawberry shortcake. No, now, see, see, no. don't get Kaplan confused. One thing at a time. Choco, no. taco, lock the in. The strawberry shortcake put, is really look, good. Put blinders on Kaplan right here. <laughs> Not Lasix, blinders. Yeah, no, the, but I'm telling you right now, the, the strawberry Nestle drumstick no, 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 shortcake no. thingy no, no, no. is bomb. Wait, yeah, wait. No, 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 I'm not even going to get you distracted. Stay focused, Cap. No more okay. Choco Taco. Okay, no more. Choco Taco gone. It's like yelling squirrel at this guy. Squirrel. So that's it, huh, Funchy? That's like like one of the saddest things you've ever had yes, to report on Yes, it is, here. because yeah. it's literally one of my top three ice cream items of all time. Yeah. it's. Uh, I'm so sad I haven't had one. Right? Hey, I can't eat ice cream every day, Beto. Well, then you're not sad. I am sad. Why? Because I love the Choco Taco. If it's if it's nah. out of existence, then you know I'm sadder. It's yeah. a sadder world. Man, out of sight, out of mind, bro. Yeah, get something Next. else. Like today, I went to this store and I bought uh, some kind of mint chocolate something ice cream oh, God. and some <laughs> other kind of like chocolate <laughs> peanut butter or something. Because mm. you know, because I'm trying to prepare myself for my diet to start on September 6th. Hey, so Kat, I bought some ice cream today. Have you bought the ice cream that has uh, no dairy in it? Um, I didn't today, but do I have it. in the past. Yeah, that's the kind of do it. That's what you got to do, man. I did buy almond chocolate milk today, yeah. just so you know, better. You'll be happy about that. Yeah, it was the uh, Oatly. I think that's the one I buy. Oat milk. Oatly. Oatly. I think that's the one. Yeah, you know, at the fans, you know, because you got to evolve, man. You can't be eating dairy all the time. Okay, I'm with that. Yeah. All right. All right. That's what you need to know. It's being R.I.P. Choco Taco, Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than ninety minutes from wherever you are. Um. Okay. So I received a video this weekend, Beto, from our very own Laura Romo. And apparently she had the opportunity, like within the first 24 hours after the Rams received their Super Bowl rings, she had a chance to hold it, wear it, rock it, show it off. Laura, tell us what you know about the Rams Super Bowl ring after you put one on. Because let me just say this. I saw the players get them. And, I mean, even when you're Aaron Donald, this thing looks gigantic. I mean, it looks like they're wearing a replica of SoFi Stadium on their finger. Mm -hmm. All the dudes who ordered them as pinky rings, bro, you will never wear this ring ever in your life on your pinky anywhere. But I love the fact that you chose it to be a pinky ring rather than, like, for me, it would be a thumb ring, you know. Um, But I like some guys who wear it in their middle finger. I think that's kind of cool. But these rings, Beto, have you seen the Rams Super Bowl rings? Yeah, Laura showed me the picture. They are freaking massive all rings are all championship rings are now i know but but it seems like you know how everybody's trying to outdo the next guy um these rings are bigger and badder than any ring i've ever seen laura what can you tell us it's gorgeous like seriously it's just i I was in awe just to see it because i've seen the 2020 lakers ring michael brought it in and i thought that was beautiful and then i saw this one and i was like it's bigger holy crap and then the fact that you can take the top off and you see inside SoFi Stadium and then you look at the top of what you took off and it's the infinity board. Like, it's the, the creativity of these rings is crazy. Like, yes, they're massive and they're worth so much money, but just the amount of creativity that is going on into these rings is crazy. Do you take the roof off the ring or does it, like, slide so that it no, doesn't? No, you, you take it off. So, that like, the, the part where it's the LA will come off. And then if you flip it over, that has the infinity board on it. 
And I think I sent you the picture, the video where you yeah. see all that. And then mm-hmm. on the side of it, it looks like a stadium. It's just beautiful. I mean, just beautiful. And, and that then, one was toned down. And, and in the middle, didn't I see that they, because I, I saw this video that Jalen Ramsey did mm-hmm. with Jason of Beverly Hills, where Jalen Ramsey goes and he's actually making one of the rings, which was hilarious, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, inside the ring, there's like a, there's like part of the football or one of the footballs that was used in the Super Bowl game itself. So like, there's the leather of a Super Bowl football inside the ring. Did you see that part of it also? I did not. But I know, again, this is like, so there's tiers, right, for these rings. So Adam Bronstein, who used to work here and now works for the Rams, has one. He was given one. It's awesome. Good and, for him. Um, so that's the ring that I got to see on Saturday because he had it at his house. And, you know, he showed it to us. So I don't know if his has that because there is like the. There's the different team. levels. Yeah. The players get a certain Tier level. One. The Players get one level. Executives mm-hmm. get a level. And then the staff will get a different one. Yeah. So he has Tier 2, which is called Tier 2. So that's the one that I saw. So the one the players have is even more massive, has more diamonds. It's even more expensive. Yeah, because the players get one exclusively for, for them, them and yep. designed for them. It has all the different. Mm-hmm. It, it's pretty cool. It, it's just crazy. So during All-Star break, uh, I, I ran into Mickey Hatcher. He was here at the JW, and he's wearing his 88 World Series ring. And it was cool to see it, right? And you're not going to be a player from this last decade walking around with your ring because if right. you do, you're going to – because, one, it's too damn heavy to have yeah. on your hand. It, it's gaudy. It's something that you're just going to have at home. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's what's – like, remember Mike Brito, late, great Mike Brito, R.I.P.? Dodger Scout, he would wear four of his rings, you know, he's got from the Dodgers. It was always cool, a conversation piece, but you're not going to see any of these players go around with it. And Phil Jackson would wear a ring uh, during the playoffs to remind the players of what they were chasing, but he'd always wear the older ones, the ones with the Bulls that weren't as big. Yeah, it's just, they look impressive, it's awesome, but there's no way in heck you're ever going to wear one of those. Right. And then right. The, did you guys see the, um, I know Carlo brought this up to, to my attention earlier, and I did see it, the Von Miller video where he's wearing, like, six years apart, you could see just the massiveness and size. Yeah, and it's a big, let me show up the next team. Exactly. Yeah, but the the Rams and and this Super Bowl, when you win a Super Bowl in your home stadium, which is a brand-new stadium, which is the greatest stadium on the planet, and all of those stars align, you have to have the biggest, baddest, gaudiest, most ostentatious ring you could ever possibly build. Leave it to Jason of Beverly Hills to do that. But these, these rings are so gigantic. When when you see Aaron Donald wearing one of these rings and you're like, damn, dude, how yeah. are you lifting up your hand? Exactly. Like, that's how massive these freaking rings are. It's like they get it that night, they put it on, they'll put it back in the safe. Pretty much. You're not going to yeah. walk around with that. But the dudes who decided that they wanted it as a pinky ring, that's the thing that cracked me up when I watched all the Rams videos and the guys were showing them up, like, yo, check this out. I'm like, dog, do you have that ring on your pinky? Like, did you really order it as a pinky ring? Because... The soprano style or what? I mean, it's like a watch for someone like myself. You know, I mean, I put this thing on my wrist. These guys have it on their pinkies. Hey, it's a great accomplishment, man. It's it's great to have it, and it's going to be a piece forever. Uh, but, man, it's just like, whoa. Like, you don't exactly have that out at your house, like, showing off, right? I wouldn't think so. You're not walking in like, hey, oh, look, here's a picture from Little League. Oh, there's my Super Bowl ring. No, you have that thing in, <laughs> in, the, safe. in the safe at the <laughs> bank, man. Right. Uh, Laura, did, did Adam happen to say how much those rings cost? Uh, yes, but I'm not going to, like, you know. Put Why not? Because that. that's, that's his business. No, no, no. no it's everybody's but... business. I'm sure it's out publicly. I just haven't looked it up. Right. Well, you, you can. I'm just saying that's his business. Well, no, not, not how much he paid. Like, how much the, the yeah, no, player's not, ring is worth. Right. Not Right. I, I'm not saying did he pay for it. I'm, I'm, I figure it was given to him as, as a member of the staff. But I'm just wondering, did they say how much the player rings were? The play- No, I don't know how much the player ring is. Because, again, his is a little different because it is cheaper based on it is a little bit less diamond out. All right. So the ring, uh, 20 carats. Mm -hmm. Celebrate the official opening of SoFi. The ring has uh, 1.2 carats of round diamonds to represent January 12th. The dates in Rams history. Uh, Let's see what else here. Uh, Five facts. There's SoFi Stadium when you open it up. Uh, there's pieces of the turf and fragments of the game-winning ball. There you go. Also in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. 20 carats of white diamonds set in white and yellow gold. Uh, there's turf in the field. We mentioned that part. Um, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't say the price, but <sighs> it's a it lot of money. Me, let, I can say that 
Just say it. No, I mean, he's paying a lot for the taxes of the Not ring. saying how much he pays, how much is the ring worth. I don't know. Wait, he has to pay for his own yes. ring? Yes. No. All staff have to pay for the ring. Taxes. Really? Taxes. Yes. Taxes. Just taxes. They just but pay the tax. Yeah. Yeah, you're paying something. The yeah. players don't. How much yeah. is the tax? A lot. Oh, but right. I, I thought I could get said, you to just say it. I know he said that he's like, once you guys see it, he is going to be in studio, um, I think, this week or next, so he's going to bring it. But then after that, he's like, it's going in a safe. Exactly. It's Smart move. A it's to say you got one. He earned it. He was with the team's broadcast, so it was good. But, you know, it, it's when it, all organizations offer the staff an, uh, an opportunity to buy them. So you that way you can say that. They're not going to give one to you because imagine if you're the team. And it doesn't matter if you're billionaires or not. If you open it up to one segment of your staff, just giving them, you're going to open up a Pandora's box of, okay, who didn't get this? Who didn't get that? You know, why did that department get it? Why did that department get it? So everybody pays some sort of tax or they pay for it. But the players are the ones that get different. Yeah. I mean, the player rings are just out of control. Hey, speaking of the Rams, pretty surprised to see the story about Matthew Stafford starting summer camp at UC Irvine, having not thrown a ball the entire offseason. We'll get to that story coming up. Beto Duran is in for Sedano. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. <laughs> Ramon is awesome. The pride of El Camino Real. Oh my God, hilarious! Beto Duran is in for Sedano, the is. MVP of the Seven Ten All Star Game. Hey, do we get rings for that? Um, you can buy your own ring. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. You can hey, buy uh, one. Just answer that. So the ring the Patriots got in 2015. Yeah. That one cost thirty six thousand. Okay. So imagine how much the Rams one is going to cost now. Well, I know a bunch Way of people higher. in the Sedano and Cap community in the circle of trust are saying that well over a hundred thousand for this year's ring. I'm sure this is. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. It's got to be. Yeah, I'm looking for it. So Beto, um, our softball game where you hit the game-winning home run. <laughs> Come on, let it go already, it, bro. Let's you, move you on. You got to admit. You got to admit one thing. When you compare it to the Major League Baseball All Star Game, it was at Dodger Stadium. Our game was ten times more exciting, right? Oh, way I mean, more come fun. On. Way more fun. I mean, it was dramatic, dude, the way you walked it off, you well, know? I mean, the way you gave it up, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm going to tell you very... Believe me, we went back to the dugout after the first inning. I looked at yeah. Funch and said, we need more tequila because <laughs> it was going to be a long <laughs> night. Damn. <laughs> I mean, I was like, Funch, did I not take my cup with me to shortstop? Oh, yeah, reason? yeah. You t- like, I think like, you took your cup all over the field, too. Yeah, I'm like, there's, there's no way. I might as well black out and not remember this ass whipping. <laughs> you know, there was a um, there was an NFL films that I remember seeing as a kid. You know, when I say kid, I, it doesn't it could have been you know just a few years ago. I just remember this: the Dolphins were in the Super Bowl against the then Washington Redskins, the then Washington Redskins, and um, the game was kind of like a low scoring game. And the Dolphins had a guy on their team named Garo Yapremian. Do you remember that the kicker? Right. And there was a nineteen eighty three. Is that the year? Super Bowl 17. Super Bowl 17. So Gary Yupremian lines up to kick this field goal for the Miami Dolphins against the, uh, against the, like I said, then the Washington football team. And the game is kind of a boring game. And I don't remember it as a kid, but I just remember the story on NFL Films. 
And they asked your premier, and they said, well, what happened on this play? So the ball is snapped. The ball goes flying up in the air. Garo, your premier, is this little teeny tiny guy. He's wearing one of those single bar, like Joe Theismann kind of face mask. Uh-huh. And he and he's rolling to like his, the right side of the field, and he's by the sideline. And he goes to throw the ball, but he's so small that his hands are, are tiny. He can't even grip the ball. He goes to throw it, and he like bats it up in the air. And somebody from Washington picks it off in the air and takes it back for a touchdown. And... They asked your premier, and they said, well, what happened here? And he said, well, the game was so boring, I just thought I had to spice things up. So that was kind of my thought oh, when you hit that home run. Super Bowl, right? It uh, was a Super Bowl. Okay, I'm sorry. It was Super Bowl seven. Okay. With your premium, 1972. Dolphins okay. beat the Redskins 14-7. to Right. So I think the game was either 14-0 or 7-0 Dolphins, and your premium throws this ball up in the air. And again, this is something that happened when I was like one years old, so it's not really something I remember. I just remember it from NFL films. And he specifically said, the game was boring. So we had to find a way to spice it up. Um, 1972, the perfect season, Cap. That's the season? 72? Yeah, that's yeah. when the, all the Dolphins get together when somebody loses. Mm-hmm. And they celebrate. So, so I got to just say this. So for me, I'm the pitcher. You're the hitter. You hit this ball. It looks like a pop-up. It looks like it's a routine fly ball. Kurt Sandoval is backing up. The ball hits him in the glove. He falls backward over the fence, drops the ball, game-winning walk-off home run. Beto, as much as it stings me, as you were rounding second and heading towards third and I was coming in your direction, you're giving me the point. Oh, yeah, I'm giving you the captain point. You're giving me my own point. Oh, yeah. You pointed right at me. Oh, yeah. And I was like, hey. How about a little sportsmanship here? And you're like, nope. no, man, no. It's I'm 2022. Going... Forget your sportsmanship. Right. You're right. Like all of a sudden, I'm Madison Baumgartner from earlier in the show, and you're the whoever it was that hit a home run off him in a meaningless, you know, situation. And you're just you're just out there gallivanting around. You're pointing at me. You're no. taunting me. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? This is as much as this stings me to have to give up the game winning <laughs> home run. It's co-ed slow pitch soft on a Friday night for a bit, and you want sportsmanship? Well, I what mean, do you want me to do? Put my head down and just jog around? Act no, like but I, I mean, act you know, like I've been there before. Well, Heck, no, well, we're washed well, up people in our forties, man. I'm gonna celebrate as much as I can. Well, sportsmanship. I mean, I wouldn't have liked anybody to walk or you know take their base when they were hit by pitch, but they didn't do that either. Nonetheless, oh here we go. All now, I can tell you is this: it's like three weeks later, you're still talking about it. Uh, well, ten days. I was Garo Yepremian. I, uh, this game this game needs some juice. Way to keep it relevant with a 1972 reference. See? Well, I was just it's stuck in my head, man. <laughs> it's not really a reference of 72. It's a reference of NFL films. I mean, okay. like uh, Cap, come on, man. Come on, man. Come, come on. on. Come on, dude. Like, Come on. I mean, just admit it. This home run that I served up to you, it's changed your life. Come on. Yeah. I get to work with Mason. <laughs> I mean, is this the greatest sports highlight of your career? If it is, then I'm really sad. <laughs> if, if my highlight is uh, a walk-off in a bit radio with a wooden bat and a 200-foot pop-up, then yeah, then I think we need to really reevaluate. Why? Have you had a bunch of other walk-off home runs in your career? It's we're, Okay, it, it's softball. You're paying to play. Like, don't be that guy. Don't be the, the guy, like, celebrating. Like, you're an amateur. Like, just don't. Like you're playing beer league softball or Sunday baseball, whatever, just to get out of the house to, uh, you know, avoid the wife and kids. Like that's what you're doing. You know, you're you're going to just trying to not trying to because there, there's a, like I used to umpire slow pitch softball when in my in college. I would do that because a uh, quick way to make money. So you see some of these guys like, why are you taking it so serious? Like there are no scouts out here. <laughs> there's nobody out here looking for you. Or so, when I would play Sunday league baseball. You know, guys are washed up. And they're like, oh, I'm going to go back to a Juco. Like, dude, you're 26. You're not going to go play right now. Like, you just, like, like last chance you. You know, I know I know Coach Mosley at ELAC, and he was talking. I saw him recently at a tournament. He was just talking about some of the guys that want to come back to uh, and try to play basketball at ELAC because of last chance you, and they were sending guys out there. Like, dude, you're, like, in your late 20s. Like, let it go. Like, your your future is 24-hour fitness runs. Like, that's what you got to do. Like, you, you just got to know what you are, Cap. Like you, so no, I'm not gonna go and say, oh, the best thing in my life. You know what the best part about that night was Tell being me. out there with the people. Like that was really cool. Like being with the people and looking in the outfield and seeing some of the kids from my, my daughter's soccer team or friends that came out and be, having fun out there. Like that was the cool part about that and interacting with the listeners. I'm not gonna say fans, the listeners who are part of the community. That was a cool thing because you don't ever do anything like that where you interact with them. And that was really, really cool, man. That that's well, what mattered. It was it was really one of the best events. But the the best part about it was, I mean, listen seriously, is that it turned out to be a really great game, 
and it had this dramatic finish, and here I served this thing up to you on a silver platter, and you blasted it, and Sandoval dropped it, and... You know, as much as First you're you be... didn't serve it up because I asked you to pitch and you're because you were trying to walk me. Well, dude, I wasn't trying to walk you. It's like you're you're standing outside the batter's box. Get in the batter's box. What are you? Why you, are you so far away Because you were the throwing plate? you were throwing it past the catcher. You were throwing it past Emily, who I gave a beer to after the second inning, and that didn't work. Uh, you know, like you were trying to. And I was like, I even yelled at you, like, "Come on!" I pointed at you, like, "Pitch it, dude!" I pitched it to you. Yeah, and I locked, knocked it out. Well, I mean, you popped it up, and then oh, now you want to get the details. Well, hey, listen. Here's the thing: as your life has changed. For the good, as everywhere you go, you're the MVP now. Poor Kurt. Kurt is every day waking up. He's looking in the mirror. He's going to brush his teeth. He's going to shave. He's got to look at himself in the mirror and going, I should have caught that ball. I will, for the rest of my life, I will, I will go to the grave knowing I had that ball in my glove. The game goes on. We still have a one-run lead. The game is still, you know, it's not over at that point. We still have a chance to win. But he dropped that ball. What can I tell you, Beto? Hey. You're the hero. You were the hero that night. Hey, you want to hear a story about me dropping the ball? Tell me. All right, let me take you back. Uh, look, it's going to be painful right here. Okay. 1994. Come on, man. 1994? I'm well, telling stories from the early 70s. You're telling stories from the mid-90s? Come on. I, I, I'm, we're getting closer to this decade. <laughs> <laughs> 1994. Yeah. Redondo High. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Redondo Tournament JV game. Bethel Duran playing center field, uh, which I hadn't played because I was playing left field, but... We didn't have enough players that day, so we're in the championship game against, I don't even, I think maybe Milliken High from Long Beach. I'm not too sure. It's the championship game. I'm playing center, and there's like a a bleeder. I come sliding in. We're winning. Bethel slides, makes the catch. Oh, it pops out of the glove. The tie-in run scores. Game over. Because it's a JV tournament, they're not going to go extra innings. So we ended up tying for the that Redondo tournament. So my coach at that time, Scott Griffey, who's still a good friend. I was actually in his wedding to this day will remind me that Bethel didn't make the pop-up catch and it cost him a pen and pencil set. So I know what Kurt Sandoval is feeling like right now. That's why I'm not piling on Kurt Sandoval because that could have changed my life. I could have been on varsity, but no, I missed out. So finally, 35 years later, I have redemption. Yeah, nice. I know. That that therapy, it felt good to get off my chest. I've never shared that with anybody. Oh, man. God, that must feel so good. Yeah, yeah, it must feel talking, so much yeah, better. JV's baseball stories from 1994. Way to way way to keep it relevant here, brother. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of keeping it relevant, real quick before we get to Radio Tinder, so I was surprised to read that Matthew Stafford. We were talking about the Rams getting their Super Bowl rings. The Rams start training camp at UC Irvine, and Matthew Stafford, according to the reports, I I kind of find this hard to believe. Tell me what you think. That Matthew Stafford has not thrown a ball from the day of the Super Bowl until just. This past weekend, um, in fact, yesterday, yeah. when the Rams opened training, he had, elbow, not... he had elbow issues. I understand, but it just would seem to me that if you have elbow issues, the whole off season, you're probably doing rehab. You're uh-huh. you're working with physical therapists. You're working with team, you know, trainers, etc. And you're not just going to show up at training camp and go, "Okay, here's my first throw, catch it, Cooper." Yeah, you are that. Scott, in this day and age, every single thing you do is monitored. The technology is crazy different with him, right? You know what you're going to do. You know the timetable of what you're going to have, right? So he, he first time he throws, he's going to be limited how many throws he's going to have in camp, right? So why are you going to waste your bullets, at, especially when you're in your 30s, after the Super Bowl and throw, and throw right now? Why? Well, I mean, it just occurred what to me. What are you concerned about? I mean, like, for example, well, here's the thing. Like, I look at Russell Wilson on Instagram, right? I mean, I see Russell Wilson putting out videos of himself all the time throwing. It would but Russell normal, Wilson's healthy, isn't he? Right, right, but I would think it would be a normal thing that any NFL quarterback would spend some time during the offseason getting themselves in shape. Not if your arm hurts. Well, then. Not I if mean, it's hurting. Not well, if you throw and you feel pain. Here's my question, though. Should the Rams and, and should the Rams fans, but really, should the Rams be worried oh that Stafford went an entire offseason, no surgery? Oh, here we go. Anthony Davis is a shooting. Now, no surgery. I'm just saying, I mean, it just, it's surprising on, to me that he didn't throw one ball in the offseason. In fact, you, I'll put it this way. Okay, the I'm not even sure I believe it. I'm not even sure I believe it. The surprising factor would be if he shows up and tells the team, hey, I haven't thrown. Then that's a different story. You're going to tell me with all the money invested in him, knowing what you have, that Aaron Donald came back, McVay came back, and they're just going to put it up the chance that their quarterback hasn't thrown. They've been in constant communication what's going on. I would expect so, of and I would expect they that they're are. working on rehab also. But this just, is also a Rams seems- team that doesn't play – they're starters in preseason. Fair point. But I'm just saying, it just seemed odd to me that, that it was like, yeah, I haven't thrown a ball until today. Scott, like, it's literally. July. Just saying that everybody works out in the offseason, everybody works on their discipline, and <laughs> oh, his discipline is throwing. On. Yes. You can't. Okay, so Scott, you want him throwing 
with pain in his elbow. Well, I mean, did he have pain in his elbow yesterday? Maybe because he didn't throw since the Super Bowl, the pain has subsided. So look, look at you, about... you, you, Menso, listen. You hurt yourself at the softball game, right? Instead well, of letting it heal, you tried to go run yesterday, and what did you do? You aggravated. Right? Yeah, okay. So what if you just let your body heal for a month, and then come September, you go on your diet, and you feel way better? This is not terrible advice by you, by the way. This is not terrible advice. All right, stick around. We'll have more good advice. Man, you... you... Radio Tinder is up next. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get Beto to lose his mind like oh I do Sedano God, every day. I'm, I'm Radio dying. Tinder is coming up. Aye. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Thank you, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'll say this, though. Uh, A fight I worked on Friday, the main event fighter, uh, El Yuyu Acosta from Whittier, Mm -hmm. the dude had... Tequila Mandala sponsorship on his trucks. No way. Really? So the, yeah. So Tequila Mandala out there doing work. So if they're sponsoring the fighter, how are they not sponsoring the studio right now? Because I am thirsty. Facts. Well, Radio Tinder is presented by our new sponsor, Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning small batch premium sipping tequila made from the finest mature agaves available everywhere. Fine tequilas are sold. Or visit tequilamandala.com. Expect the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. Funchy. Uh, just real quick, uh, just like Morales says, shout out to Estelle Getty, R.I.P., uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, with Sylvester Stallone. Remember that movie? I do. Um, I mean, I remember, like, <laughs> the name of the movie. I just don't remember seeing it. It's Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Mm-hmm. Great movie. All it right. has to be an 80s movie, right? It is. I think it was, like, 89 or something, something all like right. that. Right. He wants you to know that it's not, like, 82. 89 makes no. it more We're contemporary. We're getting closer, baby. We're yeah, getting right. closer. That's what I'm Much more contemporary. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right. Over the weekend, we had a 31st anniversary of this song. And think of the summers of the past. Adjust the face. Jam the right here. Pop in my CD and let me run around. It still works. On and lay back because it's summertime. All right. That's DJ Jazzy Jeff and Cap's most hated rival, the Fresh Prince, Will Smith. They came out with this <laughs> opus in 1991. What are you laughing at, Beto? Your <laughs> <laughs> rival? Yeah, what's it so funny, rival. How can you have a rival when he doesn't know you exist? Yeah, he knows I exist. <laughs> no, he don't. Yes, he do. You already add him. You already add him on Twitter and everything. Yes, he do. Yes, he do. Yes, he do. Yes, he do. <laughs> he do know. Okay. No, he don't. No. So it's your rival. Okay. <laughs> no, he don't. All right. All right, guys. You really got a beef with him? Well, yeah, I've got a beef with him. Oh, God. All right. That's another story another day. Ah. All, right. All right. Go for it. All right, guys. Punch. I think it's this song right here. It's the greatest summertime song ever. You can play it at any be- barbecue, beach outing, and it gets the party going. So question is, is Summertime by Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy's after the greatest summer song of all time? Swipe left or swipe right? Beto. Uh, I am going to swipe Wait, right means no good, right? Right means you agree. Left means you disagree. Oh, uh, you know, I'm I'm with my hermano Cap. I'm going to boycott Will Smith, too. I don't know why. (laughs) I'm going to swipe left. It's cool. It's kitschy. Uh, but for me, I guess Sublime, Summertime is the one I would Ooh, go with. Oh, that's a good Ooh. one, too. Because that's oh, when, my like, goodness. I forget feeling, about that. You know, Sublime, you're feeling like you're at the beach. And that was, like, in the mid-'90s when I'm driving my Volkswagen Bug, leaving Carriage Crest Park, just got done working, and I'm like, all right, you know, like, this feels pretty good. Uh, this was cool. Uh, but, you know, uh, give me some Sublime. That's just my jam. Well, just so you know, Beto, the reason that uh, I have a whole big problem here with uh, Will Smith is because still to this day, we've heard nothing from Will Smith about keep my wife's name out your damn mouth. It's oh, like, stop, dude, we've still, dude, yeah, that's my problem. What's, I'm on team Chris Rock. I, well, so hold on a second. So I have made a conscious effort to boycott Will Smith. So as much as I loved, past tense, loved this song, I no longer get down to it. In fact, as I've said many times, I no longer get jiggy with it. I am, I'm out on Will Smith until I hear him apologize to my man, Chris Rock. So two dudes you don't know, you're fighting over them. 
That's Pretty right. Much. That's right. <laughs> so, you, you nailed it. All right. So you know, I'm, I agree with you. So yeah, we're, we're going to swipe left on this one. We don't like yeah, it. I'm, I'm swiping left. I'm, uh, I'm on Team Chris Rock. If Chris Rock was singing Summertime, I'd tell you it's awesome. <laughs> this guy this guy all right guys uh on on got another anniversary uh too on, on this day in, in 2008 will ferrell's stepbrothers was released in theaters and if you don't remember it much here's my favorite scene from the movie all right now we'll, you're laughing aren't you folks? i love it i love that scene man pan pan are you saying pan yeah that's the best part of the movie pan. seriously now Farrell has had talladega nights uh anchorman old school zoolander etc cetera, etc cetera, but i think Step Brothers is his finest movie to date so question here Step Brothers is will ferrell's best movie swipe left or swipe right cap what a swipe left um i love Step Brothers. it's one of those movies that um if you happen to be flipping channels, like tonight I'm going to be flipping channels. The reason I'm going to be flipping channels is because I know that Shark Week has started. <laughs> and, That's and another I, conversation, but, too. But I don't know where. I, is it Discovery Channel? I have no idea where is where Discovery Channel is. So I'll be flipping channels. If I were flipping channels looking for Shark Week and I found Step Brothers, I would have to stop. You know, I'd have to have the whole Catalina wine mixer event thing going on. Uh, I love this film. But I'm, I don't think it's Will Ferrell's best movie. Uh, swipe left for me. I don't like anything Will Ferrell related where he's the main guy. Uh, I never saw Step Brothers. I just don't find it funny. Now, when he's a second role, I'm all about it. Uh, you know, like old school, love mm-hmm. it, right? <laughs> uh, Anchorman, he wasn't really the main guy for me because I like Christina App- uh, Applegate. She was good. Uh, everybody, the ensemble. I just His comedy is not for me. I tried to watch... Uh, great role, <laughs> great role, right? I tried watching uh, Semi Pro the other day because I, mm-hmm. I couldn't. Sleep. I don't like that movie. I, no, not for me. Um, I, it's just not. I'm not a Will Ferrell guy, so swipe left. But I know a lot of people that love Step Brothers and think oh, of it's course, like, of think course, it's not only his best movie, but just think it's like one of the all time great comedies. Yeah, I'm just not going to spend money. I'm not going to waste time on it. It's just not my style, and you know that's what you do, right? It's your style, and like you said, if he's in there as an ensemble. That's cool, but when the main guy, nah. The uh, funny part Moore. about it is, is that when John C. Riley, who was the other stepbrother in the movie with Will Ferrell, like what he did as Doctor Jerry Buss was, I thought such an amazing acting job exactly. by him. Fantastic, right? And yet, I think of him as being like a clown comedy movie actor, but he was so awesome in Winning Time. No, I, I think of him as Boogie Nights. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's where I'm from mm-hmm. with John C. Riley. Yeah, John C. Riley, great actor. Uh, Miss Laura, favorite Will Ferrell movie? Uh, Talladega Nights. It's not, because I'm with Beto. Like, he's good as a second, not as a prime, like, actor. Like, I'm not going to be there like, ooh. Like, I'm all go, that yeah. shtick kind of, it's not for me. Yeah. But, I mean, I know a lot of people love it, and he's a millionaire, and Anchorman's he's great. pretty good, though, too. I like uh, Just not for me. Anchorman's Part owner, LAFC, favorite. right? Huh? Part owner, LAFC, yeah. right? Oh, then we love him. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I, I'm with you, Beto. Like, I think I will watch it. There's certain, like, Elf is good for me, too. Like, not I like the main it. guy. I like Elf. Exactly. Not the main guy, but I like Elf. But I'm not James Conn. Like, R.I.P. Ooh, I'm going to R.I.P. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, keep us going, Funchy. All right, guys. One more. Uh, so working in radio, all of us, we all work different hours during the day or night or whatever. And then we're driving in rush hour, driving, you know, not in rush hour. So... This week, you know, filling for Lindsay has kind of been good for me. You know, this week it's Monday, fool. Well, whatever, man. I've been filling for a week. I don't know where she <laughs> yeah, is, dude. It's been the last like it's been, it's yeah, been about it's ten days. Like I've been filling for a month. Tough yeah. afternoon. For you. <laughs> for, well, remember before the before the softball game yet again. Remember, Lindsay went on the IL with yeah, COVID. You know exactly. Oh jeez, you didn't have to say. Yeah. Poor you. You. What had are you talking work? about? She well, talked yeah. about it publicly, Laura. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. Well, anyway, I don't have to drive around in rush hour now. And, you know, last week, driving in, and not in rush hour, I'm behind a person that's going 70 miles per hour in the fast lane. And to me, that's a cardinal sin. Like, you cannot <laughs> be going 70 miles <laughs> per hour in the fast lane. You got to go faster than that, okay? So, uh-huh. question for me. Uh, driving under 70 miles per hour in the fast lane is a criminal offense in your eyes. Swipe left or swipe right. Cap. I'm going to swipe left. Because, um, look, sometimes, you know, you, you get into that left lane and you expect people to be doing 80, 85 miles an hour. Um, 70 miles an hour is still pretty good. But I'm behind you and I want to go faster. So I may give you the brights and say, can you move over? Do you mind? But I just don't think it's a massive cardinal sin. I Actually, and I'll tell you something else, Funchy. 
I find that people are driving slower ever since weed was legalized. Yeah, you might have a point there. Anybody feeling me on this? Like, you ever get behind that guy on the freeway who's yeah, doing 45 that, miles that stoner, an hour? Like, yeah. What's wrong with this, dude? It's because he's baked. <laughs> yeah, I was behind one. I was behind that guy the other day. Yeah, I saw that guy. Yeah. Get off the road. Yes. Um, swipe a left. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Beto, you've been on the road a lot. You know. That's all I do is drive, man. Um, Cap, really? 45 miles an hour? Uh, not me. I'm just saying other people. <laughs> you know? Cap's always throwing me off, man. Maybe, yeah. maybe it was you and you didn't realize. That no, 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 no. I set the cruise control, Beto. I set the cruise control. Where you know do you drive saying? that you can have cruise control? What freeway are you on that you can do cruise control? 5405? No, you're not. Yeah, I'm telling stop you. It. No, dude, I don't drive all during stop, rush hour. All the stop and go traffic, you're not doing that. Dude, when I leave to go to L.A., to go to L.A. Live, I leave at 1230 in the afternoon. Uh-huh. Takes me about two hours and ten minutes to park. And then when I leave L.A. Live and I head south, takes me about 90 minutes. And I just set the cruise control, and I'm rolling. Man. Uh, what no world, traffic. What world do you live in? I live in the off-peak hour world. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, if you're going 75 at the Fast Lane Funch, get out of the way. Move. Get out of the way. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Uh, get out the way. You, you got to go 80, bro. You got to get going. And like I tell my kid who's 17, I'm like, you don't belong in the fast lane because nope. you don't know how to drive yet, fool. Nope. Uh, <laughs> like so fast lane, you got to go. Second lane, I'm okay with it, you know. But it, it's also, you was, you was really getting to me lately, though. Are these guys who are weaving in and out of lanes during traffic? Oh, now so late. Oh yes, late looping. You know, late yes. night. I'm okay with it because you know it's midnight. You can go up and do whatever you want, yeah, but it's traffic. in the traffic and you're weaving in and out of lanes with diesel trucks in front of you. Like that's mm-hmm. an accident waiting to happen. And you know, it's always those guys that get away with it. It's always yeah. the people behind them. So on the actually last week, I took my son playing in Vegas. Right? You know when you pass State Line, right there at uh, Buffalo Bills. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I told my son, don't you ever ever speed here because it's a trap they're gonna get you yeah yeah i tell my kid all the time like dude you're expensive as it is because you're a 17 year old driver if you get a ticket there's no way i'm gonna let you drive anymore oh dude so uh, sure enough what happened five minutes later a car swoops past us and i'm like guarantee you this car is gonna get pulled over 15 minutes later we see him pulled over and i was so happy i'm like that's what you get man there's no need for you to be speeding that bad because i was going 90 and this one went went past me he flew past it, but I was keeping up with the traffic flow. You know, right, 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 that, right, right. I wasn't by myself. It was the traffic right, flow right. with us. If they're this stopping, fool, they're stopping all of us. This fool weaved in and out between us and took off. And I was like, ooh, good to see him. Pulled over. Nice BMW X, X5 M. Got what he got. Got what you got. One thing that I do hate, sorry, guys, because I'm with Funge. Like, if you're going slow, get out of my way. But, like Beto said, so there's certain parts that you know the cops are waiting for you. So you got to, like, you know, chill it out. The thing that I hate is if you're paying for fast track and you're going like 50 miles an hour. Get Preach. out of my way. Preach. I'm paying. Get out of my way. <laughs> uh, on the flip side, if you're paying for fast track, doesn't mean you get to go 100. No. Because we're elevated, especially by USC, when we're elevated, this one doesn't need to be going that fast, man. I don't want to be knocked over. Okay, I'm not saying 100, but I'm not saying go 50, bro. Like, get out. Yeah, bro. You're going to go 50, get out of that lane. You don't need to be on the fast track lane. Like You no tell way. them, Laura. You tell them. Radio Tinder presented by Tequila <laughs> Mandala. Always swipe right for Tequila Mandala. Woo! Hey, Beto, you'll love this. You ready for this? I had an accident this weekend. I got into a car accident this weekend. Oh, no. I'm going to tell you this story. This is a crazy story. I was not driving my car, but got hit. Well, this is a crazy story. I'm going to tell because I just got off the phone with the cops right before we got off on the air. I'll tell it to you coming right back. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. <laughs> yeah we movie. were talking about will ferrell movies earlier um beto do you like caddyshack oh absolutely now that's a great movie right there man watch it all the time years. every couple of months uh i'll throw it on you know or if there's nothing else on netflix i'll just put it up uh it's great so many lines to quote uh you know noonan wanted to be a lawyer you know you can learn a lot about being a caddy i'm listening yeah, jamming right here. No, 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 no. I'm, this is summer. Hey, the world needs ditch diggers too, Danny. Hey, when, when uh, Judge Smells uh, christens his boat, so many great scenes. So many great scenes. Like when he's picking his nose, is the kid gonna do it? Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, exactly. um, there. Were, I actually saw. I think it was the 20 year anniversary of Caddyshack, and they did a uh, like a 
behind the scenes with the director, a guy by the name of Harold Ramis. Do you uh-huh. remember that oh, name? Yeah, yeah, of course. So Harold Ramis, to me, in the movie Stripes, Bill Murray and Harold Ramis are two guys that are joining the Army. Remember that movie? Mm-hmm. And so Ramis was the director, I believe, of, um, of Caddyshack. And he was telling the story how they get through like the filming of the movie, and they're like, I don't know, like 85% of the way done, and they realize, wait a second, Chevy Chase and Bill Murray are the stars of this movie. We don't have one scene with the two of these guys in it together. They hated each other, right? That part I don't know. But from, from uh, SNL days, right? I, I, you're telling me something I don't know. Well, Seriously, I don't know, because that's every, what I heard too, Beto. That they were they had beef in yeah. SNL. That's why Bill Murray left or something. And everybody in that movie, everybody hated Chevy Chase. I mean, Chevy Chase is just a jerk, you know. And uh, that scene, he was good, but he's a nightmare to work with. Well, all I'm saying is, is that in this like uh, Caddyshack behind the scene 20 year anniversary, which I think I had on VHS tape, by the way. Harold Ramis is telling the story that Chevy Chase and Bill Murray are the two stars of the film, yep. and they don't have one scene together. So they came up with the idea of how Bill Murray would hit his ball, in, or Chevy Chase would hit his ball into Bill Murray's like house shack, right? And <laughs> that's house. Where, and, and <laughs> shack right. really grow weed in there. Well, it was a caddy shack, right? Yeah. And so, so it was the groundskeeper's uh, place. And so that's when you know the scene where he says, you know, pool pond, yeah. you know, pool pond, you know, whatever, you know, until the llama. You know, right. And he says, hey, you know, well, I think a little you know, something for the trouble. Yeah, you know, a little something for the trouble, you know. Um, yeah. So that that scene. Right. Yeah. So. Well, so he says they put Chevy Chase and they put um, they, they they put Bill Murray together. And that's the one where he goes, you know, a lot of people don't know this. But, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, manganese, you know, a lot of people don't know that. So that scene was the only scene that they did together in the whole film. And they improv the entire thing. Yeah. Uh, Bill Murray improv the entire thing. And. Talking about all the good stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's a, I, I love watching behind the scenes of movies that I really like. Like uh, Field of Dreams, they had the behind the scenes. And, you know, anything that can give you the director's cut. Like uh, last night, I couldn't sleep, so I was watching Bull Durham. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can click on that part where it gives you trivia. So many cool little nuggets about who they wanted to play Crash Davis and uh, the, the scenes behind that. At, you know, that, uh, you know, who they really wanted there. The house Susan Sarandon was in her 40s and Kevin Costner and... Uh, uh, was in his 30s, you know, stuff like that. And there's like just a little, I love that little trivia stuff about movies that I really like. I I love Caddyshack. It's like one of my all-time favorite movies. Absolutely. And, um, I mean, Rodney Dangerfield in that movie is so oh. great. Hey, Wang, let's party. You know, I'll tell you, don't tell him I'm Jewish. Okay, fine, okay. I mean, I just, I freaking love that movie. And, um, wow, it's been 42 years since that movie was released. Yeah, Incredible. You don't even have to be a golf fan. It's just a funny movie. Man. Right. So, Beto, this weekend, um, Saturday evening, it's about 7 p.m. at night, right? And um, getting ready, uh, Ro, Ro, Rachel and I are about to go out and have a little little light dinner. You know, we're trying to trying to take it down Saturday night because it had been like three straight days of, of like some craziness, you know? And um, we're, we're kind of getting ready, and the window's open in the bedroom, and all of a sudden, I hear this car come down the street, and I hear cars being hit. And I'm like, and I just know the sound of, of cars hitting into other cars, you know? And I'm like, what the hell's going on? I open the door, I walk outside, and all of a sudden, the neighbors are all coming out from their homes and coming out onto the street. And I like yell down, like as if I live in New York City. I'm like, yo, what's going on down there? And they're like, did you just see that? I'm like, no, I heard it. What happened? And they're like, some dude in a white car came barreling down the street, pinballing from side to side, hitting cars on either side. Yeah, right. So I look at my car, which is parked on the street, and I can see that my driver's side mirror is like all torn off my car, you know? And I'm like, what the hell? So I go down, I look at my car, my driver's side, like I said, mirror is busted and shattered and blasted all over the street. Three cars up from me, though, Beto, this guy, his driver's side front tire smashed, wheel destroyed, car sideswiped, about five cars up further, another car hit in the back, on and on. So we call the police, right? Call the cops and go, hey, listen, just wanted to tell you, somebody in a white car, don't have any other details, is pinballing up and down the street. So now it's about 40 minutes later. We wind up getting into an Uber, and as we're getting into an Uber to go out to this place, I see all these cops down at the other end of the street. I said to the Uber guy, I go, go, go forward. Let's see what's going on up there. I get up there. You're not going to believe this. Two sheriffs 
have a woman sprawled out on a driveway, and I mean annihilated, blitzed drunk, this woman. She hit, I want to say, like eight to ten cars on the street. Yeah. So just before we were getting on the air, I was literally on the car with the, I was on the phone with the cops because when I got there to where the cops were, I'm like, yeah, she hit my car like three blocks down there. Cops goes, hey, um, let me get your driver's license registration. You know, I go, uh, deputy, kind of seems like you're busy here. You know, like arresting a drunk driver and impounding her car. He's like, yeah, just call us on Monday, which I did today to to you know get myself into this police report. But dude, you talk about dangerous. I'm telling you right now. Don't ever go anywhere and drink a beer and then drive or have a cocktail and drive. It's just not worth it. Because what freaked me out, Beto, I walk those streets. I ride my bike on those streets. And here this woman came barreling down the street, wasted out of her mind, hitting all these cars. I was just. Your neighborhood. Right in my neighborhood. Yeah. So that means she's leaving somebody's party. I don't know what she was leaving. But, I mean. Uh, she, she, she lives in the neighborhood, by the way. I don't know her, but she lives in the neighborhood. Blitzed. Wasted. Gone wasted well, in, we put, in the afternoon seven o'clock at night Damn. so it, somebody must have had a party there probably a little pool party during the afternoon hung out bunch of cocktails time to go home and she's like i'm fine i'm fine and takes off yeah eight cars huh good i mean cars hit up and down the street side to side can you imagine <sighs> sucks dude terrible anyway and nobody my, yeah, thankfully nobody was hurt. Thankfully nobody was hurt. Yeah, I mean, there's right. there's kids running around the street. You never know what might happen, dude. I'm telling you, like, like if you ever gone to a place and you're like, yeah, I've had two drinks. I'm fine. I'll be fine. You know? Yeah, that's not two drinks, Cap. If you're hitting eight cars, oh, dude, and you're going was, back and forth. Oh, Beto, she was obliterated. She was laid out on the driveway of these people's house like a total mess. And when the cop said to me, he goes, "Well, if you'll just pull over and give me your driver's license, your registration, your insurance, we'll get you on the police report." I'm like, "Yo, deputy." Kind of feels like you got bigger fish to fry right about now, you know? I don't really want to get in the middle of all of this. So, so she's just on the on the ground? They're not like, they're just talking to her? Well, yeah, because she posed like no threat. She was just like, like wasted mm. on the ground. Mm. That's a different neighborhood. Yeah, it is a different neighborhood, isn't it? Facts. Straight up for real. That is facts. Anyway, all right, listen, um, coming up, we got a lot more we still want to get to, including. Oh, I got some plans for you. Are you coming tomorrow? Yes, I'm coming tomorrow. What time? I'll be there like 3 o'clock. No! Can you come earlier? I can't get there earlier. Ah, man! Why, were we going to go do our taco tasting yes. tomorrow? Yes! Maybe we should bring tacos into the studio from no, different places. No, 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 no. I got to have you on the 710. I ha- got to have you in the tire shop. I yeah. got to have you at the... I want you to be the only white person in the area, man. That's what I want from you, Scott Kaplan. I don't mind being the only white person. Yeah, but I want you there. It's content, baby. I understand. I do. I do. All right, stick around. Man, Beto is in for Sedano. I'm, I'm, off, I'm off tomorrow. I don't You're done. Work. You're out of here tomorrow. Bunch, find somebody else to work tomorrow. <laughs> what you need to know is coming up next. We got a lot more we got to get to, including how about Michael Thompson's sons being at Dodger Stadium yesterday? One's hitting balls and one's drinking beers. We'll get to those stories coming up. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.